There we go. Right, I think we're good. We'll just jump right in. Uh, uh, Jumping right in to episode 72. <laughs> Dan, is there something you wanted to say to kick us off for this week? Uh, I started it at my first, the episode, Chocobo Central. It's live. Hooray. That's right. I'm just glad you didn't say boobies. So that was a good uh, ah, step But you up. did. But yeah. you did. That was a, that was a trick. Here. <laughs> now you got to cut it out in the middle there. That so. was a trick, like when uh, your older brother says, like, hey, it's right under there. And he makes you go, underwear. And he goes, hey, you said uh, underwear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was and then he beats you. And then he beats you up for saying something so stupid. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, this is episode 72. I'm Tim here with Kyle and Dan. Both Derek and Jeff had plans tonight. I think they're on a date together. That's what we think. That uh, tracks, that tracks. Um, now, we do know that they're both musical. Um, mm-hmm. So it could be that they're just playing sweet, sweet music somewhere together. I think possibly. that's adorable. I hope which, that's one, which one's a little country? Which one's a little rock and roll? Well, I think we just heard Jeff's latest song, which has a little bit of pop to it. I wouldn't mm. say it's that either. So uh, maybe in Der- Derek's a little more rock. So they're they're pop rock. That's what they are. Pop mm. rock. Yeah, that's what they are. Um, Popping and rocking. So best wishes to those two guys. Way to be progressive. And uh, we support you 100%. So proud. Well, we're going to have a, a gay couple on our show. That's nice. Yeah, yeah it is very nice. <laughs> um, so when, by the way, when we get back, when they join the show again and they pretend like it's it didn't happen and they deny it just so everyone knows that's just that's a defense mechanism right so just know that they are truly in love regardless of what they say from now on so and and this is why you show up to the podcast guys <laughs> and this is why although there is one way to tell if the date actually did happen and, go, and went well is if they're holding their uh, sore buttholes because you know Oh, stuff. why is that, Dan? Let's dig into that. What's that about? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do a deep dive on that, but first... <laughs> <laughs> but me and my friend talked about Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> but for real, folks, go over to YouTube, check out not only this show, you can see our hilarious faces while we talk about video games each and every week. You can also see Dan's new show, Chocobo Central, that he launched. And we've also been chatting about some other little things we want to do on YouTube over time, especially if the channel grows. So if, mm. if people like that content, and that's what they prefer. We'll always do the podcast, the audio version, but I'm up for adding more video content if that's what the people want. So people oh, like looking at people's faces for some reason. I don't know. They do. They do. I'm more of a listener, like because I'm mm. usually doing something while I listen to all my podcasts. Uh, every once in a while, I kind of hear what they're saying. I'm like, oh, I want to see the video version of this. This sounded intense or whatever. Um, Anyway, or if they all start laughing at something and no one knows if you're listening, yeah. you have no idea what's going on. It's nice to see. It's it's like that meme where it's like the kid standing next to the what is it the the box and it shows like a bunch of people talking or something. And it's like oh, kind of this is what it's like when I'm listening to a podcast, but I'm actually alone, like or something along the lines of that. Like you feel like you're there with friends, but you're really not. So you know. one of our most viewed episodes uh, from Fathers of the Grind, my previous podcast with Derek, and then Dan joined that towards the the second half of it. Um, but when it's just Derek and I, and he was recording, and he had his boy at the time, it's actually all his kids were, and and uh, I forget which one it was his youngest son, I think. I think it was Eli. Comes walking in yep. after shower time, yep. totally naked, like not even, <laughs> not even a little bit of clothes on. And so 
I was dying laughing because Derek's also scolding him in the process. So listening, <laughs> listening to a frustrated dad scold his kid who's standing there naked arguing with his dad. It was so funny. And mm. it was funny to the point where I was like, okay. So first of all, I'm a dad. Like seeing some obnoxious kid walk through the house naked after shower. That's nothing new to me. So that wasn't like it didn't like change my life. So I had to I just put on some like um black sensor boxes sure, just so right. I wasn't I wouldn't get arrested. Right. Because yeah, that was so true. funny. It was so funny. I had to still have so I think that's still on the channel somewhere with you can see the sensor I'm, box. I'm glad place. I had not joined the show yet because I also didn't want to be in a database. So you know. <laughs> I'm definitely in there somewhere. Uh, who knows? Uh, at one point, that guy, Chris from Hardline, is going to be like, hey, come on, sit down. Come hey. here. <laughs> hey, how, how's you it know going? over here? I'll be like, this is literally my house. I live here. Um, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> what are you doing here, Chris? Yeah. How'd you get um, in? Yeah, are you talking to my son? Okay, um, so let's talk about some headlines first. Got a mm. lot of them to get through, and then we'll close out with some stuff we're playing. I got some thoughts. I think you guys are playing and watching stuff, too. So we will get to that. But Let's just jump right into some sales report data from the NPD. Of course, they put out their monthly data, which to me, if you look at it, it never feels complete. It always feels, it feels like we're getting a partial picture of stuff. Right. Yeah. But it is always interesting. So even though it's not like, because some companies will give certain types of data, other companies will give you like units sold or units shipped or just digital or digital and physical combined. So Take all this with a grain of salt. You'll have to go to the MPD website and download the reports for yourself if you're that into it. But the gist, and this is what everyone's reporting on right now, it kind of got a little bit of a wave of news the last 24 hours or so, is that the Xbox Series S and X combined surpassed everything in terms of just dollar sales, mm -hmm. in terms of consoles, so Switch and PS5. That I don't know how that correlates to units sold. I mean, I know that their pricing structure is a little different because there's two units there, whereas Switch and PS5 just has a single. No, it doesn't. PS5 has two. PS5 so, has two. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's two. So I, I don't know how this correlates. I really don't. I know that there's um, there's uh, constraints on supply, so that, that could have a factor in it as well. Um, but it sounds like they had a nice uh, wave of supply and a bump of interest after their E3 showing that's just what it sounds that's what it seems like so it seems like in june they had a little bit of a of a boost there so well, well deserved good for them yeah. yeah and uh switch of course still that top selling console i think it has a combination to do of supply as well as just it's it's the most popular thing it's like i mean like the I, I think uh like covid hit you know quarantine hit and everybody in the world suddenly wanted to switch and i don't think yeah. that hunger has stopped since well, so just, that and animal crossing right well <laughs> yeah yeah um that's that is true Every, everyone that yeah. was a, a, a huge event that everyone wanted to be a part of or a I lot think, of people did i think ratchet and clank was at the top of the list for i think it was just physical sales i, I might have looked at the digital sale thing instead but ratchet and clank was up there um but it's funny as you glance and and mario's uh, uh the new golf game super rush that was up there Scarlet Nexus charted, I forget where it was, like mm. fourth, fourth or fifth maybe. So not bad, um, especially when we consider the, uh, the competition. But what's always interesting to me, and I'm curious what you guys think about this, how does a game like Minecraft continue to sell? Like, who doesn't own this game anymore? Like, well, I don't... It's, it's the I same mean, people who don't own Grand GTA, Theft Auto V yeah. still. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, um, or Mario Kart... Eight, right? Or Mario Kart Eight, yeah. Or Mario Kart Eight. Okay, yeah. well that one I get. Mario Kart Eight, I think it's sold a lot, but Switches keep selling, and so people—that's one of those games that you just get. You get 
yeah. Switch and you get Mario Kart. I get I it. Mean, maybe Zelda too. Do we know what system it's it's spiking in? Is it Switch maybe? Because maybe people it's on, are buying it's it on everything. I think yeah, on mobile. So. I think on mobile too. Part of me wonders if it's the multi-purchase crowd where it's like I have it on my Xbox, I have it on my phone, I have it on my computer. You know, mm-hmm. so there's probably a lot of that. It just feels like the sales numbers. What is Minecraft? It's got to be like. 50 million units sold or something oh, crazy. It was like a good a, purchase on Microsoft's uh Yeah, big part, time. So. Let's see. Minecraft unit sales. Let's see if, if Google tells us how many it's sold. 200 million units. That wasn't even close. Wow. 200 million. Holy crap. <laughs> That's it? Is that the most purchased game of all time? Or is it uh, Tetris? It might be Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> it's uh, one of the I, best one of the best selling right along Tetris that. and yeah, Tetris. GTA 5. Yeah. Yeah. GTA 5 also. Yeah. Um, Incredible. Although, I, it's making me accept all kinds of cookies to track me. Oh, you're being season. hacked, Tim. Where are you? <laughs> I'm actively being hacked. Oh, once we just uh, set up an account to see. You know what? Screw this. Whatever. Yeah. We're just going to say 200 million and move on. What is this, uh, 2005? But how many people are there in our country? Like 350 million, maybe? Something like that? Yeah, about 300. Around 300 more million, than, yeah. More than half of the population of the U.S. That's how many units of Minecraft have sold. It, it won't stop until all the billions, Tim. Good job, Sheeple. All of the billions. Ugh. Ugh, it's crazy. All right. It won't stop until we're all jacked in into Minecraft. So every single human being on Earth will be jacked into Minecraft. Minecraft is actually the Matrix. Wow. Yeah. The Matrix <laughs> got way less cool. Like but Keanu totally, Reeves is still totally. the chosen one. I yeah. played a lot of Minecraft, too, but no, I don't want my... My so this VR is actually the 10th year anniversary of Minecraft. I forget what time of year it came that's out. Crazy. I can't believe it's been that long. That's crazy. And I think this November is 10 years for Skyrim too, right? Wasn't that 2011, I think? Jeez. Uh, that yeah. sounds right, yeah. Yeah, yeah 11, 11, 11, right? Yeah, Isn't that's that? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, good catch. So anyway, that's enough of MPD stuff. Let's talk about some negative stuff before we get into more <laughs> positive news. And this isn't totally negative. I think, Kyle, you might be the first one to say this because you're usually the one to help me kind of not get too down on delays. You're like, listen, let it keep cooking. If it's not ready yeah. yet, I don't want to get, I don't want to hate this. Like, make it, make it good. So there's been a number of delays. Nothing that, like, is a gut punch to me as far as, like, games that I absolutely couldn't wait for. It's games that I'm relatively interested in, but none of these are, like, huge gut punches for me personally. Uh, but the first one was Ghostwire Tokyo. Of course, that's from the, uh, the Evil Within team. Mm-hmm. And they're saying it's early 2022. Whatever that means. I feel like we've seen nothing on this game. I'm hyped for this game, just mind yeah, they you. Showed, but like, they I did, feel like we don't ever see anything about this game, and if it's supposed to come out in four it's, months, they've been pretty quiet about it, right? For a yeah, while. yeah. I, we've seen a few trailers, you know. Yeah. But I, has any have we has anyone even had hands on time with this game? No. <laughs> like it just it makes there was a really... newer trailer. There was one. Okay. Well, cool. I think it was at the PS5 showcase, or maybe it was one after that. I swear it was the PS5 showcase. I mean, that where we saw like a bit more gameplay. Winter? Maybe yeah. maybe early spring. It was it was a little while ago, and then we just haven't. Yeah. If they were going to launch this fall, we would have been hearing a lot right now. Oh gosh, yeah, so, absolutely. Like the most recent state of play that really featured Deathloop would have also featured Ghostwire Tokyo, or instead would have featured that. So yeah. Um. So yeah, that's no surprise at all. I don't think anyone was shocked to see that. And it's more like, all right, we haven't seen anything. Makes us a little nervous with how good the game is. Delay it yeah. and make it better. So that's fine. Yeah, I'm uh, excited right. for it. I, I'm I, I'm intrigued by it, and plus the folks at uh, Tango oh. GameWorks, they know what they're doing. Yeah, so, yeah, good, good. It's a good team. Yeah. yeah, they know how to make something spooky. That's for sure. Um, Riders Republic, what I thought looked like a pretty fun game from Ubisoft. That kind of downhill, crazy party snowboarders, gliders, biking game. Um, that's moved to October twenty eighth, 
instead of September 2nd. This really struck me as a game that would have been great for a summertime release. I'm not saying they should have released it early before it was ready, but this would have been a fantastic like July, early August game. It just has that vibe to it. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's going to be releasing right in the thick of things in the fall. I feel like it's going to disappear super fast. I think it got pushed into some waters it can't swim in, to be honest. Same. And I, I too think it looks I really fun. I can push back again. Dude, like, yeah, make yeah. release it like in February or something. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like where it's not crowded, but it's too crowded right now. Like or uh, even like a late December, really early January. Like give it its own sure. little window that no one's really occupying. Um, January is good. January is really good. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, that is now October twenty eighth. Speaking of January, another Ubisoft game, Rainbow Six Extraction, was delayed till January, out of September sixteenth. The moral of the story is Ubisoft hates September. That's what we're learning. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they hate my birth month, apparently. They totally they bailed it. out of that month. Jerks. <laughs> yeah. So Rainbow Six Extraction, they showed a lot of this game. So I feel like the core of this game is ready, but maybe there's just more polish that they need and they just aren't happy with where it is. Uh, we're two months out now from from launch. And so yeah. they moved it back to give themselves, so what is that, another three months? Four months. So that gives them some some polish time, hopefully. Um. Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, which I remember seeing a teaser trailer for, and then they showed more of it this year, but now it's been pushed back to spring of next year. That's one of those ones where never been a major Warhammer 40k fan, but a few games here and there over the years have grabbed my attention. So um, anyway, that one's moved back to spring. And so is Resident Evil Reverse. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Wow. Shucks. Damn it. I know. There I know. goes my fall. <laughs> There goes my goatee. Yeah, did that, whatever, did that yeah. have a release date, or were they just saying fall? I don't, I don't know. I don't actually know, because they had the beta recently, but then, like, it was, like, the, it, it came out the gate struggling already. Like, the servers were all, yeah. like, not working properly, and they and they shut it down, but then I think they did open it I back thought, up. So. I thought, like, it was always, like, expected to come out, like, a month after launch, you know, after launch of 8. Like, I thought it was supposed yeah. to be a summer game or something, but I, I don't, I can't back that up with any kind of real info. I just, for whatever reason, that's what I remember. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I forgot this game existed until this news came out, you know? They're like, we're pushing this game back. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> they, right. Huh. They seem very adamant on doing some sort of online Resident Evil thing, but, like, all anyone kept asking for was mercenaries for years, and they did give us mercenaries, but, like, it's not online. So, like, maybe yeah. just do online mercenaries because that's what everyone wants. Yeah, or make Resident <laughs> Evil Outbreak 3, you cowards. Or, or that. Cut yeah, it exactly. out. Yeah, you cut cowards. it out with all this other, like, shenanigans you keep on throwing down our throats. Like, make Outbreak 3. Or just re-release the first two, like, in HD. I don't care. Like, Stop being cowards. Yeah. <laughs> Capcom. Well, speaking of Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, that game and Deathloop has been... Oh, let's call it indirectly confirmed that they are about one-year timed exclusivity games for the PS5. They will be coming to Xbox. Why wouldn't they? Xbox owns the company that's creating them. But um, but they are going to come a year later. So it makes me wonder, uh, with Deathloop, it sounds like it's going to be almost exactly a year to when it's at least available to come on an Xbox. It doesn't mean it's going to launch on, what is it, September 14th? Is that the launch date for this year for PS5? I don't remember. Um, it doesn't mean it's going to last uh, launch exactly one year later. It just means that I would I would suggest that September, maybe October of next year, we'll see it hitting Xbox and Game Pass. And then for Ghostwire Tokyo, my assumption is that it's going to be from actual release date, not from you know target release date. So it'll be right. probably 2023 that we see that one on Xbox. 
So if those games are something that you're like, I'll never play them until they're free on Game Pass. Like, all right, fine, you'll get them eventually. <laughs> they're coming. Yeah, they'll be there. They'll give be there. them money, damn it. <laughs> yeah, they'll be there. Give them um, money. And Xbox for them, for Microsoft, it's a win-win because if you buy the game, they get that money, and if you wait for Game Pass, they'll keep your subscription, they get that money. I mean, wow. they what win. A what a racket, huh? <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you buy it on PlayStation, <laughs> Microsoft still makes money. It's amazing. What's um? What's the developer again that does uh, Dishonored, and then they're doing Deathloop now? Uh, Arcane. Uh, Arcane. Arcane. Yeah. yeah, they're like kind of a small er studio, right? So. i believe um oh, yeah like just freaking buy the game arcane and tango are great are great studios Do, evil within one and i i personally actually love to like way more than the first one because i thought the first one felt kind of disjointed at some parts but um evil within two i think is like excellent like i think it's a very underrated game um so yeah tango works i like what they've done so far and then Dishonored, I know, has a, a, a huge cult following. We're well, not huge, but like a, a decent cult following. So, so I'm more on the Dishonored side. Like I, I recognize yeah, yeah. and respect the Evil Within games, even though they they look too completely messed up for me to be interested in playing. They look so sure. messed up. Very messed up. Uh, They're terrifying. Yes. The Dishonored games have played both of those mainline ones and some of the the DLC stuff. They're so good. They're amazing. Yeah. So yeah. love, love, love those games. Go buy their games, so, please. Um. Yeah, I highly recommend that. Uh, if you haven't played them, go play them. All right, Mr. Chocobo Central. Uh, I thought this was interesting because it's it's news by way of just <clears throat> here's some quotes, you know, during this live letter that the um, that the Final Fantasy 14 producers put on. I don't know if you watch this, Dan, if this is something you track. Tim, it's some kind of regular thing they do, I think. Right, Tim, I saw some some notes here uh, pertaining to Final Fantasy, and I just have uh, one thing to say. How dare you? You stepping stepping on my toes, you know? Oh, I, oh, I dare. I'm making a new thing, and you're just stepping all over me. How oh, oh dare wait, you? wait. Should we How say <laughs> we have really hot takes on this, but you have to go listen to Chocobo Central to hear them? Should we say No, that? it's fine, because it's, it's a hook right there. It's, yeah, not enough, it's, it's not enough to make a whole episode about. So. No, it's really not. See, I want to save that. I want to save Chocobo Central for like, like say, like Final Fantasy 16 trailer dropped like tomorrow, and it was like 20 minutes, and you and like do they an showed... immediate reaction to it on right, so. and then I would be talking about it and like, oh, the date, and it... so I want to do stuff more like that, not just like, oh, here's like you know three sentences, and then I do like I try to make like a 20 minute. It's like no, that's stupid. So yeah, yeah, but yes, I'm still mad at you. Furious. That's fair. Please. I just I just I'm trying to stoke the fires of passion in anyone's hearts so this podcast <laughs> is interesting. So if I can get you fired up, that's great. Uh, Always. I got I gotta bring the Derek Teague energy. Someone needs to. <laughs> Someone has to. Yeah. So during <laughs> so during the latest Final Fantasy 14 live letter from the producer, um, so Yoshida, um, a few details uh about the next mainline entry in the series, 16, came out um so the voice acting, the all of the English voice acting is uh, is mostly done, which is good because I know Square for the past few years has been saying that they want to definitely release Final Fantasy games like worldwide at the same time, sure. which is great because in the past, obviously for many years when we were young, like Japanese games came out like, I mean it could be a year, two years, three years, even more. Yeah. So so the 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 more they try to close that gap, the better. So that's yeah. Good. The localization would always take them a couple of years. It seemed yeah. like, right yeah. to get yeah. them out. I like it. Um, so, uh, I guess all the story scenarios set in stone, so that's good. So most of the story, uh, or pretty much all the story is done, but I mean, clearly they're still, you know, actually creating portions of the game. So clearly they're still working on it. Like it's not complete. Um, I thought that was interesting that I would assume that if the voice recording 
is almost done. The story should have been done a while ago. I would have thought. Yeah, what, that's a, but, yeah the one should come before the other, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if they're saying almost complete, then there must be maybe some aspects that could still be changing. It depends. I, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a game developer. I don't know as far as yeah. like, because these are you all different always, departments, you know? So You, can, you yeah. can bring in voice actors again, you know? Right. Right. You just have them read everywhere in the dictionary and then piece them together like a puzzle for every oh, line yeah, you need for them sure. to say. Yeah. <laughs> that would yeah, sound so. great. <laughs> um so this and this act uh, this next uh bullet point i think but development going well but they might yeah so development uh going well but they might not be able to show it at tgs um he wants to show it at utmost quality so people can watch and think so that i actually really appreciate so yoshida is more along the lines thinking fallout 4 he's thinking fallout 4 that's what he's thinking right yeah, he wants he them to see it and get excited and want to buy it yeah and then it's like, not going to come out too far after that that's, that's, yeah. that's what he wants because he he specifically said he doesn't like drip feed information he doesn't like to do basically kind of what they have been doing with seven remake part two i respect they, that and you know what like i'm excited for two so like when i do see a little bit of news it's like oh that's cool you know that's fine sure. um but like I, I i've been saying for a while like just do everything the fallout four way just save it and, t- and then just blow it out and show like 20 30 minutes of stuff um if anybody you know and if you don't want to watch it don't watch what you and don't want to watch the release date pre-order exactly now yeah exactly and, and it's within six months and everyone's like just like oh my god yeah. so like and you just get super excited because it's like oh my god six months not like you know the, the joke with final fantasy games oh i'll see you in 2037 you know mm-hmm. all that nonsense which i mean i guess to be fair you know that has some games have taken quite a while so so then dan uh, you're the you're our resident final fantasy pro Mm. so when you see even little snippets like this taken from that live stream that conversation does that tell you this is definitely not coming in 2021 you're still holding out hope what does this tell you i originally i mean i I had said a couple times i originally did think that there was potential for being at the end of 20 like november 2021 i'm gonna say at this point no because if they're not going to even show anything at tgs Right. Then it's like, well, then what's after that? You know? Yeah. When is TGS? Um, September? So it's generally September. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it's always been September. If you're not uh, showing it by then, you're not releasing it by the end right, of the year. Right. Um, so I'm sh- I'm sure what they're going to do is have its own event, just like they did with 15. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, like something like that, perhaps. Um, yeah. And really just make a spectacle of it. But actually, this time land on that date because remember how they showed us a date. And they did. They it had like the little, the little like lottery yep. spinner thing, and then it landed yep. on. There wasn't it September at one point. Yeah, and then it was September. It. Yeah, yep. and then they moved it. And Greg Miller and Tim Gettys was there, which just really just adds fuel <laughs> to the to the furious fire because those two bastards. Um, <laughs> but yeah, hey, they no, were I, a perfect fit for fifteen. I think Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it fit right it, in. Yeah, it, it totally made sense. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm all for you know take your time. If it's not gonna come out this year, that's fine. I totally believe in Yoshida. I mean, dude, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 14 is like practically carrying them right now. Like, I mean, Seven Remake did make good num uh, good numbers, good sales, but like 14 is like is just doing bonkers numbers. Which I actually added. I could just I could just go right into that if if you yeah, want. Yeah, go ahead. It's the, there's the other Final Fantasy little thing. Yeah. Um, digital copies of Final Fantasy 14 Online Complete Edition were temporarily paused. They straight up just stopped selling the game this on their so website. This is so fascinating to me. This um, me too. Yeah, what is yeah. that about? <laughs> While sales have since resumed for Final Fantasy 14, the pause may have been caused by the MF, 
MMORPGs exploding popularity. So it seems like they're basically right now. And I've been seeing videos popping up on YouTube, uh, people making videos about people like specifically with WoW. People are abandoning ship over uh, on, on World of Warcraft. And a lot of them are coming over to Tryout 14 and really liking it. So it just seems like their their servers are just being bombarded. There's the new expansion coming out this year. Um, a lot of people, I guess, have been live streaming it uh, recently, like more than they have um, before. So, yeah, it just seems like there's, there's just a lot of people like just slamming their servers, which, I mean, is good, right? You want, great. you want that's that amazing base, news so. yeah, yeah. The, the, talk it, about like remember that when this game first came out and it was so <laughs> bad it was taken off of store dude, shelves and dude. rebooted three years later like yeah it's, it's it was taken <laughs> off of shelves twice for very different reasons right yeah it's now twice now <laughs> yeah. yeah you're right was yeah. it twice because it well, was I mean, one like, oh because this time and the this first time, time it was good it was off digital. oh okay yeah, sure, sure, sure. yeah 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 i it's funny i when I was working the other day and I was just searching through YouTube for something to listen to, I found Game Trailer's video review for Final Fantasy XIV 1.0, the, the original version. Wow, wow, so wow. I watched and I watched the whole thing. I was like, oh my god, this looks so bad. They, it they just, reused the same textures everywhere across the entire world, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, like, it, it was so cheap. It was so bland. Yeah. It was just it was so bad. It looked like it well, so graphically it at that time it actually was like one of the best looking MMOs, if yeah. not the the best, but it just ran it didn't run super well. And and yeah. you needed a really strong PC, like yeah. super super strong. Um and just yeah, it, and and the environment like the fast travel like either just didn't didn't exist or just it was poorly implemented, mm. like it was hard to do and like it just wasn't like it wasn't fun. Like and and the combat looked really bland. The combat in 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 it now is actually pretty fun for like M MMO. Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah, just the way that they ended 1.0 going into 2.0 was super cool and like actually as part of the lore, which I think is super cool. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that game that just the story of that game front to back is just so interesting and 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 just fascinating. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, it came from a game that was almost canceled to, like, the most popular MMO working right now. It's, y it's awesome. Yosh Yoshida literally saved Square Enix at that time because it was a different producer or director, whatever his actual position is. And mm -hmm. that guy then left or stepped down. I don't know if he's still there. Um, and then Yoshida came in and everything is everything's good now. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that is that is definitely one of those rare cases of a game that taking it back to the drawing board, even after release for some major updates actually worked yeah yeah so and not only worked like it, it was unreal unreal what they did uh so, yeah. which, which is awesome so um, i trust basically the bottom line is what i'm getting at is i trust yoshida and his team for making 16 so they it's yeah. going to be excellent i believe everything will be fine it's all going to be fine it's, it's all gonna gonna be good be okay. guys i promise it's going to be okay <laughs> All right, well, uh, Company Here Company of Heroes 3 was announced for PC coming out late next year. They're targeting holiday next year. Of course, it's a it's a PC game because it's a, a strategy game. It's a kind of RTS style. Um, this time they're set, it's still set during World War II. This time it's set in the Mediterranean theater. Um, I don't know if you've played the other two or not. I have them both on Steam. I've played them both. Not all the way to the end. I've played more of two than one. Uh, there's like a legendary edition or there's some kind of upgraded edition that I have on Steam for two and it is very very good it's, it's very fun you know you want to flank your opponent it's very um cover based you have to find you know whether it's uh, foxholes or things to hide behind things like that where you mm. can get good cover and it's very strategic uh, so i like it a lot I, I think company heroes is a great great series and i did watch a little bit of the reveal for three it does look good there's a beta right now 
although it might be closed by the time you hear this. I'm not sure how long they're keeping that open. Um, but yeah, that's a big deal if you like PC strategy games. Speaking of PC, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. So if you own this game, from what I can tell, it's on any of the platforms. I own it on Epic. A lot of people probably bought it on Steam during the Steam sale. It might still be on sale for 40 bucks on Steam. Um, but anyway, Red Dead Redemption 2 now allows for DLSS, which, by the way, you've heard Derek talk about it. I've talked about it a little bit. It's this proprietary upscaling solution that NVIDIA implemented a while ago, and one of the games that used it most effectively was Control. So systems that should not be able to run that thing at really high quality, they were like, how does this look so good and run so smoothly? And it was because you activate... It was, I think, by default on for a while there for Control. Mm. And it's called their Deep Learning Super Sampling. Sounds like mm. some kind of AI that's going to take over. Who knows? Skynet. Skynet. Cool. It's definitely Skynet. Um, Skynet. But yeah, uh, they claim... NVIDIA is claiming it improves performance by up to 45%, but even if it's half that, that's significant, you know? So that is that is pretty cool. So that's for Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, that is a very taxing game, even on mm. the most powerful of systems. So to use DLSS is a, that's a huge deal. It's a big deal. Um, Man Eater. Man Eater was one of my favorite Swimming in 7 games from last year. I, I love this game. I also really love Chris Parnell's narrating for this game. It's just... So, so good. And apparently his character is, again, a big part of the next DLC, which, by the way, comes out during Shark Week at the end of August. Perfect timing. Perfect. Sure. Perfect. It's called uh, Truth Quest. They're going to have a whole new island, this new area, new enemies to fight, uh, new level cap, some more mi story missions, challenges, um, all that kind of stuff. New evolutions for your, for your shark. So that's a very silly, but I thought kind of... Uh, guilty pleasure type of a game because it's very it, it it is very repetitive but if yeah. you kind of like the loop and you just kind of like the feeling of being this gigantic swimming monster who can demolish everything as you get big enough to it really can be fun and yeah. uh and it's got like a small open world it's not a massive open world but it's one of those open world things where you can kind of travel around and check all the boxes did you collect all of these things did you finish all these side missions you know it's got some of that so um not crazy as valhalla Okay, don't get don't, no. don't don't get too excited. It's not no. Uh, no, it's not to that level. Um, all right, so Lost Judgment, and I thought this one was interesting too. This might be mm. the final game in the Judgment series due to this me. due to this talent agency. Do you guys know more about this? There's some yeah, kind so of issue. A here. little What's bit, yeah. On? Yeah, so Lost Judgment may be the final game in the Judgment series due to ongoing issues uh, with Sega and the actor. What is it? Takuya Kimura's talent agency. agency. So apparently they have beef with the games being on Steam or are just on PC, I guess. And I think it has something to do with like modding and like messing with the likeness of the faces and stuff like that. Like it's just it's just old like mentalities basically. Yeah. They're yeah. just like, no, yeah. you can't do that because blah blah blah. It's like, all right, I mean, whatever. Um so, I, I mean, unless Sega can figure something out where either they decide... Because, I mean, I, I think Steam is a big um, is big for them. They make a lot of money over I there. I think so, yeah. Well, Kyle, uh, what do you think uh, about this? I know you're a fan of these I, Yeah, it's just crazy. I, you shouldn't let this series die over. It just change everybody's faces. Who cares? You know, like, no one's going <laughs> to care. Like, don't even explain it. Like, don't even, like, address it. Like, yeah. let this game come out, which it sounds like it, this game is coming out regardless. But, like, going forward, like, the, the future is in jeopardy. Like... Yeah, just change everybody's faces. Get new voice. I don't care. You know, just make sure this keeps going. But, like, don't bend to the will of these, like, weird talent agencies well, who are trying to, like, squeeze money or something. Yeah. I don't know what their it's, issue is. 
or it's it's I, I think I think you're right. It's more the modding thing, but like yeah. it's like it's again it's very old world thinking and Insomniac stuff no changed Spider Man's face. They changed Peter Parker. Yeah, well that yeah. that that was weird. But like I I I'm one of those people that it's like I can I'm kind of okay with it. I guess I mean I I I think it throws some people off because they're just seeing this one face and now it's suddenly mm. a different face. So it's like it's it's the same character, but I'm seeing a different person. So it's a different character. So I don't know. I, the game's going to be coming out soon, so uh, unless yeah. they somehow delay it so they can change the story where the character dies and then it's somebody else, that's the only way I think you could somehow have it lead into something else where, like, then it's a new character and it, like, mm-hmm. makes sense within the world, you know what I mean? But just simply changing the faces, that rubs some people the wrong way. So It, I, it I, would, yeah. You know, yeah. but I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens. Hopefully that is not the end of the Judgment series. I know that that is a cool way to continue the more traditional Yakuza gameplay because they're kind of shifting to more of the turn-based on the main Yakuza series. So it'd be nice Mm. for them to be able to continue those two pretty strong um, series. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Let me ask you guys a question about Netflix real quick. Did you ever try out their choose-your-own-adventure style stories that they did? Did you ever try those out? I did Bandersnatch or Bander or whatever. Yeah, the the Black Mirror one, right? Yeah, yeah. I did the um the Kimmy Schmidt actually. There was like a I last one too. Yeah, yeah it, and it actually like concluded the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that was pretty cool. And they did the Minecraft story mode, I think. Yeah. That one I didn't see. Was it Minecraft? What was it? There, I feel like there was a Minecraft type of a game that did mm-hmm. that decision making on there. Telltale I did. Yeah, I don't that. know if it was connected to the Telltale one or not, but I'm pretty sure there was a okay. Minecraft one. I could be misremembering. But um that was as far as I had ever seen Netflix dip their toes into the gaming waters. Outside of when they used to have, do you remember briefly when they had Quickster? Do you remember Quickster? Quickster? With the Q. Yeah. Yeah. No. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, I only, I tried it briefly because I was a big fan of Gamefly. I tried out Blockbuster's mail-in thing for a little while. And Quickster right. was Netflix's video game mailing service. You could ah. rent video games. Um, okay. Didn't last very long, uh, obviously. Um, I don't think they made a lot of money on it. Um, Gamefly did last a long time. I don't know if they're still in business, are they? Is Gamefly still? Yeah, it still exists. Uh, Yeah, I I think they have sales and stuff. Like people actually buy games off of there. I believe I've purchased some games from them before. Yeah, and what I liked about that too was you'd get it in the mail, you try it. If you like it, you just go back to your account and click purchase, and they'll send you the the box. Excuse me, the box with the box art, and then just send you your next game in your queue to rent because you've now purchased. Um, so that's a cool setup. But anyway. There's these rumors flying around about Netflix that they're hiring, they're they're starting some plans. They might even be talking to Sony. There's some whispers about that they're interested in adding a video game service to their platform. We don't know exactly what that means. We don't know mm. if that's a full-on streaming service, a la Stadia. We don't know if that's more of a Game Pass-style thing where they team up with publishers to allow their games to be downloadable through Netflix as part of their subscription somehow, or if it's more of the light-hearted I shouldn't say lighthearted. Bandersnatch was on lighthearted. More of the video game light experiences where you are picking a, a one of two or three answers. So we don't really know exactly what this means, but there's a lot of whispers going around about Netflix doing this. It wouldn't really shock me if they did. I feel like interactive entertainment is a natural next step for a company like Netflix. That's They're churning out new content all the time, and you have to think, if you're in charge of that company, what's next? And you have to start thinking interactive you have to start i mean they don't want to become fully user generated content they don't want to be youtube but how do we get our users more engaged Mm. where this becomes a platform they have to come to and so make it the spot where you come for more entertainment than just binging a show 
Um, cause they, I, I remember even seeing, I don't remember if it was, uh, is his name Reed Hastings? Is that his name? The CEO of Netflix? I think it's Reed Hastings. I'm not sure. Um, I feel like it was him or it was someone else from Netflix acknowledging that, Hey, our biggest competition isn't necessarily the other streaming services. It's things like Fortnite. Cause there's mm. only so many hours in the day and these yeah. certain entertainment platforms that, that yeah. completely take all their time. Now they have less hours to view our content. And so they're trying to, I think they're trying to create a place where you just log into Netflix for all of your gaming and binge, binge watching needs. So anyway, but is this interesting to you guys? Do you want them to do this? Well, it depends on what it is, me, right? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what it ends up being, but like nothing that I've heard so far speaks to me. If it's okay. excited for you. Okay. If it's straight up video games, then that seems weird because PlayStation has PlayStation Now, which is essentially like their version of like a Netflix. But what if games. that's what this is? What if Netflix and PlayStation Now are now partnering, not unlike EA Play with Game Pass, where it's as part of your subscription, you get access. to uh, Yeah. Could this be Sony's move? Could this be their big move, you know, to like move in? Um, on that this, way, uh, every platform that has Netflix now also has PS Now. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw out a a a, a take or okay. or an idea. I think this is because it's a rumor, right? Yeah. I think um this rumor is being completely skewed. I'm thinking that it's more Netflix talking to Sony about their properties to make like movies, whether they're live action Could or be. animated, for Netflix specifically. It definitely. So I think I think it does. It is connected to games in the sense that, hey, you have all these properties. Do yeah. you want to make movies or shows on Netflix, yeah. exclusive to Netflix? It will make a deal. Like Now you so, have me. Now, now I'm super into that idea. <laughs> it could, it could be that. That could be part of it. That could be yep. all of it. Sure, but there sure, are sure. part of the rumor is that they are hiring teams that it's starting to look more and more like producers and developers of hmm. inter- interactive experiences. So, okay. again, could have nothing to do with gaming long term, but it'd be interesting to see what they do. I but I, I don't necessarily want them to create a brand new Netflix gaming studios. And then now we have another stadia to contend with where they announce <laughs> yeah. it. It comes out 12 months later. They have one exclusive and then two really old ported games and that's it. And then they're done. Yeah, sure. I would be much more interested if it's we've partnered with Sony and as part of your Netflix subscription, you now have access to PlayStation now. Now, now my eyebrows are up like, oh, that's mm. interesting. Like, I wonder if that will actually work well. And Netflix, like, syncs good? with your Bluetooth controller easily with no ease. Yeah. And, yeah now you've then, got my then, attention, you know? Yeah, then it turns in. Sure. I mean, yeah, I, if they announce something like that, it would it would definitely be ear-raising for me. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm curious if that's what it is, if it really is them trying to be kind of what Amazon's done, dipping their toes into the video game world, uh, and same with, um, you know, Google with Stadia. Like, I, those things aren't as interesting to me um, mm. because – at least the track record for those things is not great. No. So we shall see. But I did want to give a shout out to the Microsoft marketing department. Not only do I, I follow their, you know, various uh, Twitter accounts. They're not all always super fun. Sometimes they're just marketing, uh, but sometimes they are very human and very fun. I really like when companies do that. That's why I love Wendy's. Like I, yeah. Yeah. It's, they're not necessarily my very favorite burger. I actually like Wendy's burgers. I think they're pretty good. Um, they're not my go-to though. Like if I'm gonna Bacon grab fast eater. food, if I'm gonna grab fast food, I'm probably gonna grab something else. But that being said, I love Wendy's marketing and social media team. I think they're fantastic and hilarious. And and Xbox, I think, is starting to lean into that a little bit. They have for the last couple of years. Have you guys seen their ads with like the the fake music video stuff? Have you seen yeah. these? I, I saw a part of that. I mean, they're they're very cheesy, but they're very funny. Like they're leaning into the cheese. Yeah. And their most recent one, I don't know if you guys saw this. 
it wasn't their most recent, but it was a recent ad. It had a picture of a kid from over his shoulder. He was playing, uh, he or she was playing Sea of Thieves on some kind of tablet that was propped up. Couldn't tell what kind of tablet it was. Holding a PS4 controller while they're playing. <laughs> and the tweet read, and it was the nickel. It's from the Nickelback Nickelback song. The oh, tweet geez. read, "Look at this photograph. It's one of our cloud gaming ads. Do you see what's in those hands? It's a controller from a different brand." Like that was their tweet. All right. How is that even? Sure. How is that even allowed? How is that even allowed? Dude, I thought it was so. I, I'm. I, good. It's hard not to chuckle at that. Like they're just sure. having fun. They're having yeah. fun, and they're recognizing the. They, to me, the thing that sets them apart from, I don't know. I feel like Nintendo and Sony still kind of have stick up sticks up their butt in terms of like trying to sound human. They seem very robotic. Even Reggie, as much as we love Reggie, very robotic. Like kind of mm. always looked like someone was living inside him controlling him sure you know what i mean like <laughs> like kevin in the office exactly yes <laughs> yeah does somebody exactly. say someone's inside me working me like a machine with controls, <laughs> with controls. yeah um and so i feel like sony and nintendo for better or worse they both seem to be very kind of old school we have mm-hmm. to maintain a very put together buttoned up front we'll have yeah. fun a little bit sometimes with certain personalities but for the most part we're very but you know, nintendo has loosened up a little bit over the years with their nintendo directs they're trying to get a little more you know cutesy here and there but for the most part those two are very serious and i think microsoft is leaning heavy into we're here for everybody we like all games we're going to let phil spencer the face of our company he's going to talk about all the other consoles that he likes he talks about liking the switch and liking playstation and enjoying last of us like he he talks about the competition he doesn't pretend like they don't exist nintendo and sony they pretend like they don't exist so yeah i I just i really like that microsoft is like hey no we are aware that there's a huge gaming industry out here and we are part of that and we want to enjoy it with you that's the vibe i get okay i know it's all just trying to drive sales numbers and build pr but they communicate to me at least a vibe of Hey, we all like video games too. And yeah, we make Xbox ones. We want you to buy our stuff, but they're all pretty great. Like that's the vibe they put out. Whether it's I'm here right for that. Yeah, I'm here at, for that. W- at one point Sony was kind of having fun and being a little a little silly with their marketing. Remember the during PS3 was a Kevin Butler? Oh was yeah. It, was a Kevin Butler that yeah, that yeah. whole thing? Um they they had well, that going on. They were battling Nintendo and they were just entering the scene. They really let Nintendo have it sometimes yeah. cuz Nintendo mm-hmm. truly was the overly buttoned up, we don't have fun at all over here yeah, type of company. Right. Sony was letting them have it with the bad boys of the late 90s. You know, you had Attitude yep. Era with WWF. You had Crash, Mountain Dew. Uh, Crash had, Bandicoot yelling yeah, into yeah. the megaphone. Oh, yeah, that's yep, the classic commercials. All that stuff, man. And so PlayStation leaned into that at there, that point. There you go, Gaston. There's your Crash Bandicoot mention for the episode. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, this coming week you'll have EA Play. So if you're a fan of EA's Ooh. many franchises, Dead there's Space, EA Dead stuff Space. happening. I think that's probably the most anticipated thing is what are they doing with Dead Space? What are we going to see uh, with Dead Space? But they did confirm they are not going to be showing a new Star Wars game. I think companies are doing this more and more to make sure that they're not letting people down. They want mm. the event to have a positive momentum. Sure, Sony right. did it with their state of play. They're like, hey, by the way. This is going to be pretty boring. Up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this isn't very interesting, so don't get excited. Hey, um, <laughs> that loop does look cool. Everybody on the internet is right, dumb, uh, Tim. Uh, Everyone is dumb. But they said, they, they did hint, just hang on for more of what's going to happen in the galaxy far, far away next year. So it sounds like they're not done with Star Wars, even though, don't forget, they no longer have, we don't think, the exclusivity with Star Wars because... 
Listen. I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's confirmed that Ubisoft is tapped to play to uh, develop their next open world I Star Wars game. From thought that was confirmed, but you got me all scared to like say something hard about it. So yeah, <laughs> listen, I, I, a, a tentative confirmed. <laughs> I I understand you boys are you know Star Wars la di da whatever. All right. Yeah. Star Wars is fine. They they have stuff. I don't, going I don't on. like your tone already. I'm already, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already Dead, off on your tone. Dead Space <laughs> needs to come back from the ashes, rise like a phoenix. We need Dead Space back, damn it. All right. Give me Dead Space or I'm burning EA to the ground. That's my that's my vow. All right. Do you want do you want Dead Space remade or do you want Dead Space 4? Do you want Dead Space rebooted completely? Think, what do you want? I think what, they what should do you Ideally, all right. So pie in the sky, right? Pie yeah. in the sky. Yeah. I want them to remake one and two, completely act like three never existed, and continue and continue the story and continue the story. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be multiple so timelines. Like Blomkamp's Alien from like years yeah, ago. Right. Like, we're, we're, three didn't exist. We're right, so the sequel to two. <laughs> Dead, that one. Dead Space needs to keep the like single person, you know, like claustrophobic, just like all the enemies coming at you feels. They need to keep that. But because three veered a little bit, it went more actiony and it was like co-op. It's like, no, don't no. Listen, just as well, as Star Wars fans, Kyle and I know what you're talking about because there have been directors who have more or less retcon stories from previous directors. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> See, yes. you know. That's what happens when you don't have a plan, but whatever. Yeah, that's so, that's what, what happens. Tell, tell me about our best. <laughs> tell me about Metachlorians. Tell me about Metachlorians. Yeah. How, many, how much time do you have? <laughs> all the time. All the time, Kyle. All the time. Oh, man. Well, uh, I am excited to see uh, what they say about Dead Space. I'm I'm curious, I guess is a better word. I'm I'm more excited to see, probably next year, it sounds like, Burn to the ground. Jedi Fallen Order Part 2. I do want to see more of that. Yeah, I, I, I want more of that like now, you know. Like, me too. You know, know. I, I felt like now I thought like this year we were actually were gonna be hearing something about it. So it's kind of surprising to me that we're gonna go. Sounds like a movie. Star Wars celebration type of a thing for next year. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, or maybe even like this. I know there's a big Disney convention coming up. Uh yeah, in, D, like no, D three or D twenty three. D twenty three, yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. uh maybe they save it for that. Yeah, you know, I don't know. At this point yeah. I'm just hoping. Yeah. I just want more of that game because I love that game. Wow, huh. I mean, did you play it? It's just, it's just wonderful. It's, <laughs> it's the just best. So great. Yeah. It's the best. Um, whatever, Dan. It was the best game of the year. Okay. Yeah, I, I, he was cutting out for me. I couldn't <laughs> yeah, see his reaction or hear him. I don't know about best game, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> quite here, yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. All right. Well, listen. This is the big news of the week. I wanted to talk about this one because this is what I'm most excited about, and that is we've we've already talked about the rumors that Valve was working on a handheld device. Apparently, uh, internally, don't know if it was officially internally codenamed Steam Pal, but the rumors all kept saying Steam Pal. And I know some folks even said Steam Boy, which I thought was just hilarious. That would have been a Steam hilarious Boy. name. Oh, yeah, man. Steam Boy. Um, it actually sounds like an anime movie, wasn't it? Was there an anime movie called Steam Boy? I think there was, yeah. Ast- like you're thinking one. Astro Boy. You're thinking Astro Boy. No, I'm thinking of Steam Boy. Look it up. I think there's a Steam Boy. I think you're right. I have the trailer in my head and everything. Yeah. And I can kind of picture it. It's like, uh, it's not Astro Boy. It's, it's anime style, like more Miyazaki. Yeah, type. like Astro, Astro Boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, I'll look it up right now. Once my browser comes up. Yeah, it's I'll called it Steam Boy 2004. Boom. Damn. Good job, Tim. You did anime it. though? Or? Yeah, it's anime for sure. Yeah. It was it's one of the probably, few that like in the early 2000s that came here to America with like an amazing dub. And it's probably, yeah. a, it's probably a spinoff from uh, Astro Boy. Oh, my gosh. It's got nothing to do with Astro Boy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, <laughs> I know what Astro Boy is. All right. Oh, Steam Boy. OK, I, that, I, that image looks familiar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you had to confirm it with someone else and you couldn't believe me. 
your yeah. friend or definitely me, the guy who did look it up also. I know. <laughs> definitely, definitely a spinoff, though. Definitely a spinoff. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Dan's like, just come to me for the facts, listeners. Don't listen to these. <laughs> when it comes to anime, I know what I'm talking about, all right? I'm the weep here. I'm the weep. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, anyway, Valve did finally announce officially that they are have they are releasing a handheld platform, and it's called the Steam Deck and there's two really funny things about this. One, it's really close to the word dick, which is going to make all kinds of fun. Steam, Steam dick? Yeah, it's, it's, which is dick. hilarious. There's a whole bunch that you could do there. It's going to be very funny. We'll see what people come up with. But also, apparently, there is uh, the company Corsair just released their new Stream Deck. Mm. Oh, so, yeah. Like a, like a wow. Streaming. So wow. I was doing some searching. Sorry about the loud motorcycles out there. I was doing some searching when this first was announced just to get more details on it. I was trying and to look up tech, tech spec. Yeah. And then Stream Deck, Google kept saying, do you mean Stream Deck? I was like, no. What? What is a Stream Deck? Or it was it was giving me results of those decks that you get for like streamers, the, the different little buttons and stuff. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. So, and I think Corsair is one of the manufacturers of that. But anyway, so I'm, I'm getting advertised to by them right now. These, you know, because I did some searches on them. Thanks a lot, cookies. Um, anyway, <laughs> this is what I thought was really funny. So they announced this on uh, Thursday. And I think it was Thursday, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, they announced it on Thursday. Yesterday. Yeah. And that was the day that the Switch OLED pre-orders went live. <laughs> I just thought there's no way that's coincidental no. that Valve is doing this. There's no way. So they had the a couple members of the IGN staff come to their offices at Valve and get hands-on time with it. They made some really interesting kind of, I thought, pretty at-length videos detailing how it feels. Mm. What's the form factor? You know, what are the tech specs? How does it actually run games? Um, they have a guy at IGN named Bo Moore. Listen, I know people have various opinions on IGN as a company, but they do have some some good reporting folks there. Ryan McCaffrey was there, and a guy named Bo Moore was there. And they, I thought, had some really insightful things to share about it, some of the pros and cons. Um, but let's go through some of the details, and I'm curious what you guys think of this, too. Um, of course, it's a handheld gaming PC. That's exactly how they described it. They wanted to be very clear. This is actually a PC. You're not buying a console that is within as ryan mccaffrey put it like a walled garden where usually with a console you have to play within these confines you don't really have an option unless mm. you know how to completely disassemble it somehow um you're stuck with whatever they give you this is a pc you could go as far as uninstalling the, the steam os which is the linux-based operating system you could uninstall it completely and install windows if you wanted to like it's a pc ah. which i thought was interesting wow. interesting um form factor of course similar to a switch we'll talk about some of the specs of how big it is and stuff like that in a little bit. But um, the most interesting thing to me was that it's a console. Yes, it'll have SteamOS installed on it, but it's actually not. It's a, it's more than that. It's a PC. So as, as soon as I heard that, I thought, oh, it'll be like a follow-up to the PSP and Vita for a lot of people because they can just jailbreak this. They don't have to jailbreak yeah. it. They can just create their own little emulation machine on this thing that can yeah. be all they've ever wanted, I guess. That sounds pretty <laughs> sweet. In those terms. Sounds pretty sweet. Um, of course, the reservations for orders open now. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, that was an interesting experience today as I was trying to get in the queue for that. Um, but here's how the devs referred to it. They call it a small PC. You can install whatever software you want. Uh, you can buy your own add-ons or mods or whatever it is you would do with a normal desktop. Theoretically, and they actually, this is something that the IGN guys even said, you could install Windows or you could have two separate OS installs. Like you would, you know, some people partition their PC yeah, and yeah. have you know, two different OSs installed, depending on what they want to play. Yep. Which means you could play Game Pass or Epic Store games right on there as well. 
mm. because you're oh, it's a installing Xbox machine. Wow. Yeah. And they so Ryan McCaffrey uh, from IGN did talk about that quite a bit about mm. how he would be shocked if Phil Spencer and Xbox aren't already in talks with them about how can we not ask users to do that? How can mm. we actually use your OS and yeah. give Game Pass? make game pass accessible through the steam os yeah um so there he he said he'd be shocked if they're not already thinking we don't have to make a uh a handheld device they've already made it we just have to make our platform available if sony was smart because they are starting to kind of you know go into pc they should have playstation now or something on there too i mean they're more stubborn about that kind of stuff but they would be smart to do that Well, what is cool, of course, Steam does have a collection of both Microsoft and Sony first party games on there. You've got things like Horizon, Death Stranding. um, uh, You've got Halo Infinite will release on Steam day one. So you can use it as a device to play games you would normally play on a big screen on a console. You could play it portable. But you're not right now, at least not out of the box. Could you just log in the Game Pass and play everything? That's the dream, though, because then you could pretty much have an X-Boy. At that point, right? <laughs> <laughs> or a Playboy. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> good one. Uh, for those of you who care about the specs, they've got a uh, custom AMD APU with uh, 2.4 to 3.5 gigahertz CPU. So it's got pretty good speed, pretty good processing power. Uh, 16 gigs of RAM. It, for comparison, the uh, the Switch, you know, they kind of updated it a couple years back. That's at 4 gigs of RAM. Um, so it's four times as as good when it comes to memory, at least. Uh, they have a micro SD card slot where you can expand the storage. And they're saying battery life anywhere from two to eight hours on a full charge, depending on what game you're playing and if you're online and all that stuff. Which isn't that surprising. I wouldn't expect the battery life to be crazy long. Yeah. Um, but I imagine if you're playing like Stardew Valley or some of the other smaller indie games, you probably can play it for a while. Yeah. Um, don't know if you guys saw the device or not, but it looks a lot like a Mega Switch because you've got the, the two kind of attachable control pieces on either side of this thing that they can detach and you can play them separately as well um they each have a trackpad so the positioning of the buttons and analog sticks Uh, looks a little bit funky you've got buttons and analog sticks all really high on the control on the control scheme on the way that this looks and then underneath each of those you have these little trackpads that essentially they essentially operate as like a laptop trackpad for a mouse that's how they operate Mm -hmm. um and so they were talking about what that's like for example, uh, one of them was playing Portal, and or I think Ryan is even playing Doom Eternal, and he used the left stick just like you would on a controller, like your WASD style. You're moving straight, you know, forward, back, left to right, and then instead of using the right analog stick, he used the trackpad, and he said after just kind of some minor adjustments on his own, kind of getting used to it, it really did feel like using a mouse because not only can you use the trackpad as as if it were a mouse, now the gyroscope kicks into gear, so it actually has some uh, motion uh, mm-hmm. control into it as well. So he seemed really impressed with it as a big Doom fan. Um, so they've got those. They've got some buttons on the back as well. If you like your Elite controller, you can map. By the way, you can map all the buttons, just like you would on a PC. You can map uh, every button to do something different if you want. Uh, Bluetooth compatible. So again, in theory, you could Bluetooth connect any of your current controllers that you love to it, just like you would do a PC. Um, same thing with you know your headset. Uh, built-in microphone, standard USB-C port for charging, and there are third-party docks already out there in the wild for mm. stuff like this. So you could use a third-party dock to go ahead and display it on a uh, bigger screen, or you could buy their dock, which they're going to sell separately, which I really hope they call the Steam Deck dock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steam Deck dock. 
<laughs> yeah, say that ten times fast. <laughs> Steam Deck. Um, you start saying dick a bunch. It's a, uh, it's a it's a seven inch screen uh, LCD um, with a 1280 by 800 resolution, which is only slightly better than the 720 that you'll get on a Switch, which is interesting because mm. I know a lot of people are like, I've actually seen this, even some folks in our group, and I love you guys. Well, some of you. But the idea that you have to have 4K on a handheld just seems so silly to me. Like there are some people who are like, well, if it's not even 4K, what's the point? I'm like, what are you talking about? The screen, <laughs> it's like the size of a of an iPad mini. Tim, like, it's not enough peas for Derek. He needs all the peas, right? It wasn't even him. I think he would be in our camp <laughs> saying like, all right, maybe 1080 would be about as much as you could tell a difference. Once you get over sure. that, once you get over that, you're not going to be able to tell a difference. You're, There's not that much room. You're squeezing pixels. it together. So the pixels are being, it just looks fine. Like it's good. Right. You know? It's going to look the same uh, at, on a screen that small. That's why you want your 4K or 8K or whatever it is on your big giant screens. Because right. that's where you can really tell the difference. But uh, all that being said, what I like about the fact they're shooting for this essentially 800p resolution, and it sounded like I heard, also heard some people saying 720p, that means they can save all that power. And this thing, by the way, is really powerful. They can save all that power uh, just for running games smoothly. And it yeah. sounds like a lot of games, they were able, even like Doom, they were able to run on all high settings. Not ultra, but on high settings um, for Doom Eternal. So that's really encouraging. Really? This thing will be able to run games really smoothly because it's not shooting for this insane um, resolution. Mm -hmm. um, but, so is is it high and then ultra set? Is that is it just, is that the jump? High settings and then ultra? Yeah. Is there anything in between? Okay. No, no it would okay. be, like, be like low, medium, high, ultra. Wow. Okay. That's a, that is impressive, then. It is. Yeah. It is. And I think they're able to do that because of the low requirement for the resolution. Now, you could make an argument that once you plug it into a high-res monitor, then maybe you're taxing the system a little more, and now you got to bring things down to more of that medium to maybe even low level for some games. That's probably going to happen. Like, it's essentially a mid-level PC. They compared it to, if you want to do teraflops, the PS4, I think, was 1.9 teraflops, and this is right around 2 is what the guys were saying mm. uh, on the IGN video. So it's slightly stronger than uh, Xbox One or PS4, just in terms of general processing power. Um, but the difference is you've got your full Steam library. And I yeah. don't know if you guys have ever purchased anything on Steam. I've got this massive Steam library that sometimes feels wasted because a lot of them are these kind of smaller indie games. And I'm like, hey, if I'm taking time in my busy schedule to sit down at the computer and play a game, I'm going to play something huge i'm going to play a big game or i'm going to play a big strategy game i'm probably not going to try out the bear and breakfast indie game or whatever um, why not Tim? <laughs> how dare you <laughs> but uh on a handheld like on the switch was before and now it looks like this one might become that for me um last thing i'll say before i want to get some of your guys thoughts too that i thought was really cool um they do have a suspend feature one of the biggest mm. drawbacks of playing games on pc in my experience in the last year or so of becoming more of a pc gamer is you can't really suspend anything i mean you can but your computer stays on and running and sometimes it'll run hot for a long time if you leave yeah. a game if you just leave a game paused and leave it on you can't truly suspend video games on the pc at least not in my experience this will allow you to do that. So you can suspend one game at a time. It's not like the Xbox Series S and X where you can have you know, several suspended at once. But even being able to suspend and resume one is a huge step forward. I love that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. So what do you guys think about this thing? Is this as interesting to you as it is to me? Does this appeal to you? As I, Neither one of you are super into PC gaming. I know you play some, and you have well, at least 
what do you think I, about this? I would I would be super into PC gaming, but it's like over the years, it's just like you need a super strong PC if you want like it to be the best that that it could possibly be. And it's like, well, that's asking a lot because I don't just have two two thousand dollars to drop, you know. Like, <laughs> and that's just on the PC, not even the monitor too. Like Correct. the monitors could be you know a thousand fifteen hundred, so like that's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I mean Tim Valheim on the go. Dude, yeah, Valheim on the, Valheim on the go. I play Valheim with you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I uh, I feel like there's for me, like I sit at a PC all day for work. You know, I you know I I know how to use PCs, but for the most part, like once there's too many barriers, uh, like oh I have to update my I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to upgrade this. Like it becomes like a, a giant like nuisance to me. So like that's why I've kind of stayed away from PC gaming because it's like it's kind of involved, you know, and I just don't have time to like learn every everything to like to stay on top of all that stuff this right. is a great entry point for people like me who are mm-hmm. just like i don't want to deal with like pcs and upgrading them and always having something that's going to play a game or or be able to play a game this is this sounds like something perfect so people like me who like look at pc games from time to time and go oh that's never coming here you know like now i can play those games in a really easy way mm-hmm. without fiddling with like all this stuff that like it takes to you know be a PC gamer. So I yeah. I think it's awesome. I think that once they're readily available, I'm gonna be very ready to buy one. So yeah, I think the, I think some of the struggles that a lot of folks have with PC gaming is that you're also maintaining an uh, this huge machine that does tons of stuff. Most folks are gonna be on a Windows based machine and some folks might be on apple mm-hmm. and then even fewer will probably be on some kind of linux based machine but those folks usually know what they're doing right they're in more of the custom world of things right um so i have no i don't have any experience with the steam os i have never used it i know they've put out a few things over the years like their own steam boxes remember they did those console yeah. versions or stuff like that um that didn't really catch on and I, I don't know if it was a steam os issue or if it was just the demand for that wasn't really there i don't know what that was um but I do know that, and I think the price was also a barrier because those were still pretty expensive, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, and you weren't really getting a lot of bang for your buck in terms of a really high quality PC. But anyway, um, I would imagine that a device like this, unless you decide I'm going to wipe the OS, install Windows, and do all my own emulation and stuff, then you're introducing a whole bunch of things you're going to need to update. You're going to have to probably buy, you know, download some very specific mods that allow windows things to run properly on this device so there's probably going to be a huge learning curve just like there would be with you know putting together your own pc but if you just buy it and use it as it's intended with the steam os right there and if that's just the only way that you use it i get the feeling it's going to be a great experience for most folks that's just my i could be wrong it could end up being horrible Um, that's the siren song for me is everything that you just said is that like it it is going to just be a self-sufficient thing that takes care of itself and updates singularly just on the particular os that steam os and games will update individually and i don't have to worry about drivers or yeah uh switching out uh grounding something and switching out my graphics card like here's your firmware update for your console just like you normally see Right. Or, uh, you know, just like uh, you pick it up and your switch goes, hey, we updated recently. And like, that, that's what this is going to be. And that that's super alluring to me, you know, so I don't know. Did you see any of the videos or images of the menu? It looks very much like the switch. Does. Type menu. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, I wasn't aware of the touchpad, so that does make sense for the button placement, but I still think the button placement is just super wonky. It just, I'd love I, to I, hold one to see what it feels like. For yeah. Sure. How it's just, it's, all, it it's all up top. It just, it's, it's very all high. seems too close to the top. It does so look kind of chunky weird. at some angles too, so yeah. I just, I want to know what that like, f- like feel. Yeah, I'm curious what, you know, is it, is it comfortable to kind of shift your hands up a little bit more than you normally would? And is that yeah. still comfortable? Because then you're, then you don't have to reach as far. Cause I'm with mm-hmm. you. They like, especially the, kind of ABXY buttons on the top right, they almost look like they barely fit. Like, they're on the very yeah, edge of it's the like, It's, like, curving a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone I saw someone tweeted out, like, why is it look like they're holding on for dear life on the edge of the, <laughs> on the, edge of the controller there? It's like, um, help, help! <laughs> so, but I, I could be wrong, but I would imagine that Valve themselves will probably put out some alternative controllers, at least colors, if nothing else. And I'd be shocked if we didn't get some interesting third-party options for these. And keep in mind... You can always use Bluetooth for any controller that you like, and yeah. you can just prop it up yeah. in your tabletop mode. Right, but then then you're having to prop it up. Like if I'm sitting on the couch right. and I and I do feel like playing it, then it would make more sense to use the buttons on the device. But again, the play, I mean, we'll see. You know, we'll see how it one. Feels. There was one uh, suggestion that said, let's say you want to play um, some kind of RTS where you really do need a mouse. Yeah, and let's just say you don't have a a dock yet or whatever. You you can't really dock it and play it just yet. You mm. could get a Bluetooth mouse, and while you're even holding it, maybe put the pad right beside you, and you could have one hand that's holding and using the stick over here, and then actually have the mouse right beside you, and you could still use because of the Bluetooth connection. So yeah. the system will allow you to kind of mix and match how you want to control it. I think to me the the headline here is customization, which is something that we've yeah. never really had with a with a a handheld device like this. Yeah. So I'm curious to see if they give us more options because you're not the only one who's saying the control layout is a little wonky. This is, um, it is hilarious though. I, I do appreciate how just kind of like open it seems just like from all angles. Um, it's like the complete antithesis of Nintendo. <laughs> like just like oh. polar opposites. Like yeah. Nintendo over there just like this is the Nintendo Switch Pro. Like this is. is what the Switch Pro should have been, and then because we just you got could, like you can buy the sixty-four gig storage one, uh, which is isn't that what the OLED's gonna have sixty-four gigs of storage now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Switch OLED is three hundred and fifty bucks. We'll have sixty-four gigs of storage, but is still at least four times slower in processing power, and probably the equivalent of that in you know graphical power too than this thing. This thing at the lowest level. Same storage, but it's 50 bucks more and has insane more power. And now you also have access to the full Steam library of games. You don't have Nintendo. That's a big right. deal. One of right. the big draws for the Nintendo consoles is you have those awesome Nintendo IPs. But if I'm looking at this holiday and I already have a Switch, which is a situation that I'm in. And yeah, I already have a PC as well. But if I'm going to buy a new handheld device for to treat myself for this winter... I have no interest in the OLED and a ton of interest in this Steam Deck for no other reason than now I can, all these games that usually I'd have to kind of come back to my desk, which I work from home. So I have to come back to where I work to play a game, which sometimes I want to do. And sometimes I'd rather go sit on my couch or lay in my bed. And so, dude, this is so appealing to me. Like I, I can't describe unless they fumble this. If everything Mm. that they've described so far delivers, even just accessing my Steam library, let's say that they make no deals with Microsoft or Sony and there's no kind of epic games access, nothing crazy happens. Just using the Steam OS sounds so fun to me. 
it sounds so worth it. Um, so they do have a $400 version, which is 64 gigs. It is, they're saying these are all variations on an SSD drive or an mm. SSD. So you'll have relatively fast loading times, but the it, it goes up to a higher speed SSD at the $530 range, which is also 256 gigs of storage. So your storage will load faster, both your downloads, uploads, as well as just switching from game to game. It's going to move a little bit quicker on that one. And then your highest end is actually a true high speed SSD. Derek was right. It is going to move much quicker. Uh, and that's for 650 and gives you 512 gigabytes of storage space. And that's before you buy a micro SD card to give yourself a bunch more, which by the way, they do say games will load right from that. So if you buy yourself uh, yeah. another 512 micro SD card, now you've got a terabyte of storage. on this No, uh, no proprietary memory, Sony. Yeah, oh my gosh. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> I think outside of the Xbox one launch, that might've been one of the worst. <laughs> video game industry yeah that memory card thing really just totally just kicked them right Oof. in the nuts Oof. right in the nuts well it's up there with that as well as with nintendo sticking with cartridges for that n64 you know with with the way that they ditched sony for yeah panasonic I mean, or whatever that was you know it would have been we would have been Oof. on a different timeline tim with final fantasies you know who knows what would have happened very yeah. very different very very different yeah. uh last thing and kind of a negative too if you're <laughs> really into playing uh, online focused game, um, multiplayer focused games like Apex Legends, Rainbow Six Siege, PUBG and Destiny 2. They listed those as some examples of games that will not be compatible, at least they don't think so right away. Hmm. So the, I wonder the, why. the OS that uh, Valve built on Linux, it's called Proton, and it is built with these certain software requirements to help with anti-cheating on certain multiplayer games. And so you have to have certain elements of that software that's ready to use. And apparently it's not ready to use with the Steam, uh, with mm. those games with this particular Steam OS. So okay. um, I don't know all the details, but it sounds like they're working on it. Like that's kind of the official statement is we want to make every single game playable on here. For right now, there's some limitations. We might not be able to launch with certain multiplayer games running on it just yet. So that's the, I mean, none of those games affect me, but um, yeah, you know, really big into multiplayer centric games. You might want to at least look oh. that list up before you make a big yeah. purchase. I mean, again, like I would, I would think if like an, a, like, you know, like a 13 year old or even younger who's super into Fortnite sees this and they're like, I could just sit in, I could sit in my bed, you know, just lay down and play Fortnite. So yeah. If if it doesn't, then that's you know. That's yeah, you can play of... that on Switch already. You know. I'm I'm telling you if they if it's they, gonna look better on this though. If it's they make that relationship with like EA or something, and they get uh older public MMO on this thing running, yeah. like I'm telling you that this this gets more important for me by the second the second <laughs> yeah. you start doing stuff like that. Well, so. and according to Valve, if each of these publishers and developers will take the anti-cheating stuff into their own hands and build it on their side, they don't have to worry about it on the OS side. Mm. So like if if these companies will take that on, like if Ubisoft handles that on Rainbow Six Siege in a stronger way, then then Valve doesn't have to worry about it. It's not a requirement through Steam anymore. So it's a little bit of both. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. That doesn't affect me. But if you're listening and that was your thing, you're like, I am going to buy this because I'm going to play PUBG on my couch in a handheld mode all the time. I'm like, well, OK, slow down. Double check that that's actually that's actually doable first. Um, but I'm very excited for this. So they did have reservations open. I wish that they would have said reservations open now go because i feel like giving people 24 hours and maybe this is me just creating villains where they don't exist i don't know but i feel like that gave the folks who know how to program these bots and automate all these bots i think it gave them too much time because 
the moment they went live, they gave us 24 hours. The moment they went live, Steam's um, app as well as their website essentially crashed. Yep. So, obviously. Which, on the one hand, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of people interested. Okay. And Steam is notoriously finicky. You know, when certain sales kick in and certain games release, they've had a history of some. So, not the biggest shock in the world, but I was just super disappointed that um, that they didn't just say, all right, go now, or they're open in an hour. Like, there's something to me about if you surprise the people who are just there to scalp and make a few extra hundred bucks, if you can surprise them enough where they can't plan ahead, you, maybe you'll have more success. That being said, I love the way they did this compared to Sony. I think we've talked about this on this show. Like, yeah. how should Microsoft and Sony have rolled out their new consoles? And I always said, you should give preference to folks who are your existing customers. That's exactly what Steam did. So... If you are an existing Steam member and you've made a purchase before June of 2021, that means that you're not a bot who just recently created an account. <laughs> then you are able for these first couple days to res for five bucks, you can reserve kind of a pre-order notice. So basically you're on, if you pay five bucks, that five bucks goes towards your machine and then you'll get a notice and then you'll have a certain amount of time after that notice to go and, and reserve yours. So they're going to send out waves of, you know, pre-order emails at some point this fall. So, but, um, so I was able to spend pretty much my whole lunch hour with my computer open, clicking on continue on. while I was working and while I was doing stuff. And I kept doing, it. I had eventually opened up the app as well, tried it on my phone. Did it remind and, you of anything or? Oh yeah. It, it gave me, a, it gave me, uh, <laughs> gave me flashbacks, horrible, horrible flashbacks, um, it's... to my PS5 experience. But, um, eventually it worked. And I think. I, I do think Valve has a lot of fail safes in place if they feel like there's bots or scammers on the site. So if you spam a button, like for example, purchase over and over again, and I, which I did as a purchaser trying to get it to go through. And I know the system's just kind of like, it's got the small little funnel and there's all these people and it's just letting people in in this tiny rate. So I'm just figuring if I can keep hitting it at some point, I'll be one of those lucky who get into the funnel there. Um, but all of a sudden it triggered this, uh, I got flagged and it said, it looks like you've been trying to make a lot of purchases uh, recently. Try again in a while. And then I eventually on their support while. page, on their support page, I found that that purchase was on hold for me for 72 hours. And I 72 hours I could try again. And I was like, so my advantage of being a Steam customer just disappeared. Because yeah. that's it's open for everybody. So I was pretty frustrated, but everything I was looking at online just kept saying, ignore all those warnings just keep clicking till you get through like they're they're not sticking to that like you're not actually have to wait for that long so they were right eventually i actually had to stop for a little while because i actually did have to do work but i came back <laughs> to it after a bit and it was three hours after they launched it mine all of a sudden for no reason just all of a sudden it went through and i it had it had gone halfway through like seven times and i put in my little you know my uh credit card number thing at the end like your little three digit code security code and i hit enter and this would have been the eighth time it would have kicked me back out at that point and all of a sudden it just said thank you for your purchase i was like what nice <laughs> what so it finally went through which is really exciting um i couldn't even get the cheaper two added to my cart so i just went i just i hit add on the cheapest it wouldn't do it, it kept locking up so i hit add on the middle one that wouldn't do it i hit add on the most expensive one that did it and i'm like i think 
Valve did that to me on purpose. But yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> you know, these uh, I don't know, dude. I mean, again, we we've had the we had the conversation where we even like here are some suggestions. Not that these companies are listening to us, but it's just it's just out of control. Yeah, it it truly is. Because like the other day, I was trying to buy Bill Burr tickets. I'm still so friggin' pissed about this. It was Ticketmaster. And I basically had the website up and everything where I had the timer counting down. It was like three hours. So then, I, you know, I was just working and waiting and then and then it came time to buy the ticket. So then it started to load. But then it kind of basically was saying like, hey, you got to wait like you're in a queue, so to speak. It didn't actually yeah. say the word queue, but it was like basically like describing it like I was in a queue. And then when the stadium, the like picture of like the arena, you know, arena or whatever you want to call it, the room came up, I was like kind of just looking. I was like, all right, so where do I want seats? And I started clicking on seats. And then when I went to go like, you know, to the next page, it was like, oh, somebody already snagged that. I was like, okay, that's way. And then so uh... I, clicked on a, I clicked on another one. That, oh, somebody's already got, it's like, so I'm not actually in a queue at all. You said I was in a queue, which in my head a queue is me being in a line. Yep. And but no, you're just people are just free for all, like just yep. taking seats. So it's like, so basically people were just cutting me. That that's like being at an amusement park and you being next to, to get on the ride and like fifty people just like rush bum rush you, mm-hmm. and and the guy who works there is just standing there smiling. He's just like, yeah, shrugging whatever, like, man. yeah, I guess they whatever, wanted it more. I guess they yeah. wanted it more than you did. It's like, what's even the point then? What's the point, yeah. Tim? What's yeah. the point? I it, I was definitely feeling that frustration. I felt fantastic though when it did finally go through. Well, I'm glad you felt fantastic, Tim. I don't get to see Bill Burr. <laughs> I am sorry about How that. How dare you? That is a bummer. But, I know it is. So I'm excited for this. It's cool to have a new entry in the uh, in the console world as well. And I guess it's not really console, but it kind of is. It's a nice hybrid. I like it. I'm excited I, yeah. for this. I think it's yeah. very cool. I, I, it might. I mean. I, I again, I highly, I highly doubt it, but it might make Nintendo kind of maybe start thinking a little differently about some things, you know. Yeah, it was Hopefully. interesting. I saw what I thought was really dumb with the IGN coverage of it. They had a, um, they have a podcast that I forget what it's called. It's called Next Gen Consoles. It's kind of similar to our podcast name, but anyway, Copycats. They, Copycats. The title of it was uh, "Should PlayStation Be Worried About Steam Deck?" And I wanted to be mm-hmm. like. Who cares about that? Like Nintendo should be worried about. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. Um, but I guess their their thought was uh, Nintendo's already super popular, and their their own IP is what drives the Switch. Mm. Xbox now potentially could have their foot in the door with portability. You know, if yeah. they can make things work here. So what? Their I guess the whole point was now what does Sony do? Like, do they rethink the decision to dump the Vita, or do they try to team up with these guys yeah. or with someone else? I, so I think teaming up would just be the most simple way to do it and just try to work out a deal where, you know, everybody's making their money and not be obnoxious suits about it. You know what I mean? But I agree. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, I'm excited for that. We'll be talking more about that as we get closer to that date. Um, And I do believe by the way, that those reservations will continue to go live. Uh, I think on Sunday, there's another wave of them going open for folks who haven't made a steam purchase uh, recently. So like new accounts can also place orders on Sunday. Um, which I imagine will also crash their site, if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pro- pro- probably. Probably even worse. We'll see what happens. Um, all right, well, let's wrap things up with stuff that we are currently playing or watching. Which one of you said Mission Impossible Fallout? Who said this? Yeah. Um, so I've been, uh, I finished Scarlet Nexus, which I didn't even bring up on the last episode because we had a ton to talk about. Um, hey, can we talk about our buddy Thomas, by the way? 
Wow. What a, Dude, so just like, what a if, if you're listening ride. and you don't know Thomas, Thomas Dead is in our Facebook group. And Thomas is like one of the friendliest, most positive people yeah. in our group. And he loves almost everything he watches and almost everything he plays until he played Scarlet Nexus. And to be, to be he fair, does he not did, like this game. He gave uh, it a five out of 10. So it's not, it's not like a two or a one or a zero. He gave it, you know, halfway points. So. Well, he started out kind of liking it and then the game just wore him down. Yeah. Yeah. And so I definitely get, I, I definitely get what he's coming, um, how he's coming at it. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, somehow I had like I think a, an, an extra ten to thirty more hours in my playthrough than he did. I don't know if he like skipped some stuff that um that I ended up doing, but I was close to about forty hours, and that's just one side of the story. So I was not going to play another forty hours of that game. <laughs> it's just forty. Forty was enough, and to be honest, even forty was too much. I I, I feel like that game, the sweet spot for that game overall, should have been. Somewhere between twenty and to thirty hours. I think that would have been the, the nice. Uh, so the it nice overstayed hours. its welcome. It did. Um, just be, and a lot of it was just the dungeons. Some of the dungeons are definitely a little too long. Um, as you get later on into the game, I think if they kept them a bit on the shorter side, yeah. Um, then that would have shaved some time, and it just would have felt less, you know, sluggish and and like you were kind of trotting through. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't a terrible game, but I, I can see where he has his faults with the game. And I think it makes sense. So I know that Derek was especially high on it when we first did our impressions of it. I yeah. don't think you were quite as high, but you were really liking it a lot. Yeah. 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 Did it kind of by the end of it? Is it a little bit lower in your kind of immediate uh, rankings of stuff? Yeah, I would. It- I would say I would say it's definitely a fun game if you like a- just anime in general, the style of anime, the way stories are told through anime, the the types of characters that you find in anime. Um, if in any way, shape, or form you like it, you're okay with that. Um, it doesn't bother you. Like apparently, it was bothering Thomas. He just he was just like, oh, the tropes, man, the tropes. I can't deal with these tropes. <laughs> like if you don't if you don't mind that kind of stuff, then this. Could, you know could be for you but then again it is very long i mean so. i don't mind it but like for a movie or a short game if you're talking mm. about like a 40-hour game i might be in the same boat with him going like oh how much longer is this game sure yeah. so yeah it's just you know it's depends on your preference and and what yeah. you like I, I i i think just really it is definitely just a bit too long and i okay. think making okay. you play as both the male and female characters seems a little little unnecessary maybe they could have swapped the story back and forth like actually have that sort of force that to happen and that's how they tell the story uh, shoot what was that game that kept winning story last year i played a little bit of it uh it was another anime one strategy one shoot i'm liking that one it's called um a strategy one yeah i'll look it up anyway but there are games that have done that well when they've handled multiple characters where you control them and there's multiple storylines And you can do that without forcing folks to completely yeah. replay. But basically, that was my long way, long-winded way of getting around to Mission, uh, Mission Impossible. <laughs> so I, whenever I finish long games recently, I just then kind of need a palate cleanser. I usually play kind of like quick games, like I've been playing um, Call of Duty actually. Um, but I've been watching a bunch of movies. Um, I didn't watch the last Mission Impossible before Fallout, which was, I believe, Rogue Nation. But I watched the one before that, which was Ghost Protocol. I remember really liking Ghost Protocol. Um, 
but Huber on Easy Allies was like praising the hell out of uh, Fallout. Um, it's good. The other, yeah, and it was it was excellent, dude. Yeah. It is a two and a half hour long movie. I don't think I was bored for a second, like not that's even a, a single second. That's the one with Cavill, right? Yes. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. And there's there's some stuff later on that I was like, oh, I was actually shocked. I was like, I didn't see that coming. I was like, yeah. I was actually genuinely surprised. I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. that's really cool. So like, yeah, those movies can still surprise you. I mean, I, I think, um, I think it's six fall, uh, mission impossible fallout is the sixth movie in the series. So yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So there's mission impossible one, two, and three yep. ghost protocol, fall, rogue nation. Rogue nation. Yeah. So follow would be the sixth movie and he, he's working on seven. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I thought it was really fun. I, I, I thought it was a fun movie for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, which I my, think, uh, two was probably the weakest, I'm always yes. a sucker for the original. Yes. I did love the original, but I think three might be my favorite still with Philip Seymour, awesome. Philip Seymour Hoffman so as a villain. Yeah. yeah. And it might have the best opening sequence ever where it's them both taped to a chair with his wife there too. Do you remember this opening yeah. scene? Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. And it's so intense. Like I remember watching it in theaters going like, dude, they didn't give me a second. They didn't like do a yeah. slow pan of the, of the city where you show nope. him on a mission. Like he's already in a horrible yeah. position. And, and same at the end. Same at oh. the end of the movie. Uh, horrible, horrible position so too at the end of the movie. So yeah, and I, yeah. I and pour one out for Philip Seymour Hoffman. That guy was amazing. Yeah, He's he so was. Good in that movie. He was such an excellent actor. It's such a shame. By the way, the video game I was thinking of was Thirteen Sentinels. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. I so just haven't one, played that yet, but yes. <laughs> that one had multiple storylines with multiple characters going on, yeah. and I mean there is Time, kind of central character, but yeah, stuff. all kinds of stuff happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Kyle, what about you? Anything that you're watching or playing? Uh, I mean, I'm still just playing ESO, and I don't want to talk about that because it's boring to talk about it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, like you know, there's missions I, and quests. I, and... Well, real, real quick, I did buy it on sale. It was like it was like eight bucks. Yeah. Uh, to get it, and I know that nice. they've got like a. Isn't there some kind of um paid subscription where you get access to much more stuff? But you don't. Yeah, have yeah, yeah. You can you can yeah. pay fourteen dollars a month and get everything. You know, okay. like you're not locked out of anything. But you can play the basic game and get a lot out just of it. Just like a thousand hours, like in just the basic game. But, yeah, without. without <laughs> it's like fourteen. Yeah, it is just like 14. I would say it's just. Well, actually, it reminds me a lot, too, of uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, where now that's free to play. And you can actually get through pretty much all the base stories without too Mm -hmm. much trouble. You Mm -hmm. can't experience all of the high level missions and like group stuff necessarily. Like some of the raids you're locked out of, but Mm -hmm. um, you can do a lot in that game for free. And you get a lot for like subscribing to ESO. Like you get like infinite pocket space and, or not pocket space, like bank space and crafting bag and uh, uh, crowns to buy more stuff with every, every month or whatever. So, so I didn't, um, I I I didn't play it it a lot yet, but I tried it a little bit. I was just curious, like, is this one of those things where you just have a whole hot bar and you're just hitting numbers and kind of waiting for those to reset. And it's way more action oriented than I thought. Um, Closer to something like black desert, which I also tried briefly um, although Black Desert is much more flashy with its like action stuff, lots of like spinning mm. attacks, it's it's a little bit more martial artsy, but I didn't like it. I don't think Black Desert played that great. ESO yeah. actually plays pretty well. I thought yeah. it was pretty. Yeah, that's what I was curious about. Like, is it, it so? Is it similar to just the traditional um, Elder Scrolls? It feels like that with some hot action cues. It does have some of the hot bar stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you're still like putting your shield up and slicing your sword and. 
Like, you're still, like, you're there. You're doing it, you know? Uh, yeah. And they even have, like, a dodge button. So if, like, the, the cone of damage comes up from an enemy, you can dodge out of that cone. And it's pretty active, I'd say. And switch between third and first-person view? You can do all that, yep. Okay. You start in first, and then you can, right away, you can zoom out if you want to go third yep. first. You know what's interesting is um, I've played a lot of MMOs over the years, um, and the ones that usually hook me in the early levels are the ones that don't overwhelm you with too many options at the beginning. Just kind of give yeah. me a few basic choices and let me get into the game and try it. Yeah. And playing something like Black Desert, they had so many different combinations of what race or species you want to be and so many classes. It reminded me a little bit of this MMO from a while back called Rift, where they had... Mm. They had so many classes to choose from. Now, some people love that. They're like, I love that. They have all these meticulous breakdowns and combos of classes. And just the character creation screen took a couple hours. It was crazy. <laughs> and so, but with ESO, I felt like at least it was a much simpler process of like, there's yeah. not a ton to choose from right out of the gate. I assume there's specializations later, but like it kind of gives you a very simple set of things to choose at the someone beginning. called eso a casual mmo and that's the most accurate like it's like oh, super okay. easy to just to jump in and play and like you can not play for a year and new content comes out and just jump right back in because everything scales to your level like okay. it, nothing is nothing's encouraging you to like make it your life you yeah. know so yeah, uh, yeah. even though it is my life right now but like it's <laughs> it, it nothing's nothing's like forcing it to where it's just like well i gotta grind to catch up with my people like i'm playing with my friend who's like level five i'm level 50 and like we are doing the same stuff right now like oh, we, nice. it's not it's not you're never blocked out from doing anything with your buddies or anything so yeah yeah well, 14 go ahead go ahead Dan. i was gonna say 14 does the same but like you kind of have to pay into some of that like if you want to like jump ahead like all the way fully like leveled like you do have to pay a little mm -hmm. bit extra money to do so but like you can basically just do that if you want to just jump in and play with friends like yeah that's cool and skip mm -hmm. a whole bunch of like the story like if you don't care about a lot of the story and you just want to go play the new expansion when it comes out and you're like i want a max level character like you pay a little extra to do that but you can do that and that's I pretty just cool think, i like that i think the convenience of that is cool so yeah yeah, yeah wow did some of that when they put out the um the dark it was the dark knight class that came with i forget the name of the dlc where you could just roll a new character that starts at level 55 i think it was yeah um so they allowed you to just jump right into the new content if you wanted to yeah. um but and i think later on they even had a, a special item where you could level up one character one time all the way to a certain level and stuff like that um anyway um, but if it tells you anything, I started Black Desert, played it for a little bit, got a good feel for it, wasn't digging it, just the overall vibe. Even interacting with other characters and accepting quests was really convoluted. I don't, I did not like the, even the interface. So that one's already uninstalled, if that tells you anything. <laughs> but ESO, I played around with for a while. I did some of the opening tutorial missions, and I was just like, this is pretty cool. So that one's still installed, and I'll probably keep playing around with it. So there you go. And the story's very good. I think I think the story is awesome. So if you just keep, I, I, if you just I'm play it just for the quests, like it's it's a lot of fun. That's why I was asking in that thread a little while back, like, hey, can I do this solo? And just like every MMO, it sounds like you can, like most MMOs, you can you can solo most of the main quests. And then yeah, the main quest, in fact, of the vanilla game, you have to solo. Like, oh, okay. It'll put you into you instance missions that are like you're just there existing by yourself. So it's like gotcha. Very 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 user friendly. This game. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Um, I want to talk real quick about my Mass Effect journey, guys. I want to tell you my story. I want to speak my truth, okay? Um, <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> so Mass Effect is a series that I've been avoiding for a long time. And I don't have a good reason for it outside of once you kind of miss the boat and the game was a little bit dated and everyone's already played it, there's something about that that sometimes can make me kind of go like, I don't know if I want to. Like, I, I feel that, sure. 
That's mm-hmm. kind of where I am with Dragon Age Inquisition. And I know that when I play it, I'll be so mad it took me forever. And I'll have to admit that Derek and Dan were right. And I should have played this game a long time ago. I mean, it's better than Mass Effect for sure. Uh, <laughs> slow your roll. I think it's one of the best like Western RPGs of all time. But slow your roll. Chill out yeah. a little bit. I mean, so uh, I played you know I'm first... right, Kyle. You know <laughs> so this was my third time trying to start Mass Effect 1. This is uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And the first two times I got a decent way into it and then would hit a certain wall in the game where I'm just like, this gameplay is just not fun. I just don't like this. And so I would just give up on it. Not intentionally, like I'm never playing it, but I would play something else and then just never go back to it. <laughs> so this time I tried it. The gameplay was, is a little better. I think, Kyle, you've talked about that, how there's some improvements to the gameplay. And I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of accepted the fact that, hey, this is a mediocre third-person cover-based shooter with an amazing story and characters and world. So just get through the gameplay parts. Mm -hmm. And if you find a way to cheese it, or if there's at least one weapon you like, just stick to that. And then just do your best to, you know, get through those parts because the rest of it's so good. And it it is so good. The payoff for the story is amazing. I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. And there's even in the first game, I wasn't expecting some pretty major choices you have to make. I, I wasn't really, for some reason in my head, I hadn't connected that. I always saw from what I had heard from the outside, two is where, if you don't do things right, you could lose some, if not a ton, of your characters. Yeah. Um, and so I wasn't expecting it in one. In one, there's a major choice you have to make that I was like, oh man, this is this is kind of intense. Yeah. You know, and then there's also a, a confrontation on a beach with a character where things could go really poorly there as well. So um I really enjoyed one. I thought it was excellent and um I had a blast with it, even though the gameplay, like I said, wasn't my favorite. I started up two. I'm probably five or six hours into two this game came out 11 years ago now i think yeah this is this game is like this game is like a masterpiece yeah i mean yeah it is (laughs) absolutely yeah this game is this game is so freaking good and and even though the the combat isn't perfect it is so much more improved over one like and i and i say not perfect i think at the time it probably was virtually perfect we just know that now they've bioware themselves and others have made so many improvements to how combat systems can work the mixture of action and rpg that being said i mean it's just it's so well done and uh and the character i mean by the way the visual touch-ups this game looks like a modern game like the lighting and the character textures like i I don't know if if two always looked this pretty i doubt it it looks amazing yeah no it it, it definitely uh improved from its uh legendary upgrade for sure yeah, really, really good. So, and I'm having a blast with it. I'm excited. I mean, at the very beginning, they kind of, there's a bunch of dramatic stuff that happens at the beginning, some stuff that, unfortunately, I already kind of knew this, you know, because over the years, the story has been mildly spoiled for me here and there. So I kind of knew the setup, but the setup is very intriguing um, and a little bit of a time jump and stuff. It's just very, very cool. And then they kind of open up the game for you and you can start traveling around and exploring and doing whatever. And I, I just, I love it. I, it's so, so good. <laughs> It's so good. So I'm excited to keep playing. That's Strap in, it's, not... a hell, it's a hell of a game, man. That second one is just a, what a I've, journey. I have a feeling it's all I'm going to be playing for like the next month or two. Like yeah. it's, um, it's always cool to find like these older games. Not that like Mass Effect is super, super old, but like, you know, the yeah. past couple generations, just something that you missed and there's three of them. So like that's uh, just so much to explore yep. and experience. And you're like, wow, this was like something that I just completely missed. And it's like, it's super awesome. Like, yep. I just well, like you said, like fun. whenever you miss the relevancy of if it's released and stuff like that, it kind of feels daunting to get into it. Well, now yeah. a lot of people are getting a chance to 
feel the relevancy of this game again. You know, a lot of people are experiencing it for the first time or re-experiencing it. it it's on the it's uh, it's in the zeitgeist now. We're all talking about it again. So if you've missed it the first time, it's it's not too late. You can jump in now and have a lot of great conversations about this game now. And yeah. so one had a pretty good cast, but two has a powerhouse cast of mm. voice actors in it. Like if you look up the names that are attached to Mass Effect 2, you can tell Mass Effect 1 was such a hit that 2 clearly had a budget boost, like a huge budget boost, not only yeah. in the gameplay and the visuals and all, I mean, the production value set pieces are right out of the gate. Like, whoa, they're going there with the second one. This is crazy. Yep. And then I started recognizing voices and even in some cases faces right away. I was like, that looks and sounds like so-and-so. And I looked it up on IMDb and like, for example, um, one of the key characters in 2, um, I'm blanking on her name already. Is it Miranda? Miranda. Miranda. Right, right away, I was like, she looks like the girl from Chuck. That's Chuck's girlfriend. And she sounds oh. like her, too. So I looked it up, and it's it's Yvonne Jarhowski, however you say her name. Uh-huh. Um, it's totally her. And her face kind of looks like her, too. So anyway, That's fun. I digress. I, I freaking love it. That's like all I'm playing right now. That's why ESO, I fired it up. I tried it. I was like, this is cool. I'm going to leave it installed. You know. So when I whenever I come back to play on my PC, because I'm playing uh, the Mass Effect games on my Xbox One X, looks and runs great on that by the way i know it would look even better on a pc or a next gen console but derek bought it there i have free access to it figured i'd give it a try and it looks great runs great so all right well we are over an hour and a half is there anything else that either one of you are playing or watching that you want to throw out there before we wrap things up i just want to throw out there that even though i'm not a call of duty bro um (laughs) i am i uh because they were both on PlayStation Plus. Actually, uh, Black Ops 4 was just put on PlayStation Plus, and then Modern Warfare Remastered was a while ago. And just for a while, I definitely was one of those people that's like, you know, Call of Duty, the way it plays, like, feels, has always been good. It hasn't changed that much. Well, I, I was definitely wrong, because <laughs> even, even the remaster, which clearly they kind of wanted to make it feel like that old, you know, kind of older, you know, the, the original Modern Warfare is like, I mean, when did that even come out? Like 2006? 2006? Okay, so a while 2006, ago. 2006, yeah, that's right. Um, and yeah, it's it's like night and day, dude. Like the way that these new call, uh, newer Call of Duties um, control and the way that they move um, is just so much nicer compared to e- even sliding. Like sliding. 2007. 2007 oh, wow. Okay. Um, there's no sliding in the original Modern Warfare. Right. So, like, even just that adds something to the gameplay when you're running around and taking corners and zipping around, like, with these newer Call of Duties. Just, even just something as simple as sliding. Are so, you doing uh, mostly multiplayer or are you doing the campaign? So, there's no camp. Uh, well, so, I already uninstalled Modern Warfare. Because I was oh, okay. like, I just don't like the way that this feels. It just feels, it feels... Dude, the um, campaign for the new Modern Warfare ancient. is fantastic. It is really good. It was. Yeah, the campaign. It, it, Admittedly, yeah, the the that new Modern Warfare, I I did really like the story, and I, and I actually played the multiplayer for quite a while. Um, but Black Ops Four, there's no campaign. Um, that was uh, yeah, that right. was the one that was just online. They had the um the uh, battle royale mode, which I haven't even touched yet. Isn't Black uh, Ops Four on PlayStation Plus right now? Right. Yeah. 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 That's what I was got saying. It. Yeah. It's, I got it. Yeah. Okay. So I I was just like, you know what? I finished I finished Scarlet Nexus. I'm watching a bunch of movies um this is just the game that i'm kind of hopping in, in and out of while a couple of other things because um chris tales comes out next week so i'm looking forward to that so okay so this yeah. is your cod summer this is your hot girl summer yeah this is this is my couple of weeks of uh being all up inside blops for <laughs> i'm all up inside those blops good luck with that thank <laughs> you 
All right, well, good. Well, thank you guys for taking time to chat tonight. Um, we'll see. Hopefully, Valve can deliver on this Steam Deck console. We'll see what happens there. And also, I am glad that there's not some major game coming out anytime soon for me. I know for some folks, like Chris Tales, there's other games coming out folks are excited about. Other than games that I'm curious about, like Tribes of Midgard, I'm curious about. comes out in a couple weeks. But the, Cheap, too. Budget budget game. 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it looks, it looks like it'll be a lot of fun. But that allows me to really just dig into the Mass Effect trilogy in a way that I just hadn't before. I had only very briefly tried the combat of two that someone else was playing. I was like, yeah, this is better, but I don't know if I, you know, I got to play all of one and I don't like playing one. So I probably will never play these games. That was like the mindset. So I'm so glad that they improved it and, mm -hmm. uh, and I was able to make it through one. And I say make it through, I ended up really liking that game. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, and I kind of like let go of the stuff that I was criticizing about the combat um because the story was so good like i i don't have negative thoughts about that game other than yeah the combat feels dated that's what it feels like but man oof, i'm a fan of the series right now i'm totally digging it but let it wash over you it, it, it is it's washing <laughs> right now actually as soon as we hang up i'm gonna go play some more so nice. yeah. yeah all right well thank you all for listening thank you too for staying up late and chatting we'll see you guys next time peace thank you gabe newell for that steamy dick